Hello, and welcome to Variety Bang, the podcast where we bang out each and every episode in 15 minutes or less, so you can literally listen anytime, anywhere. All right, so welcome to episode one. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. This is one of my personal favorites. Uh, the subject is metal detecting for hobbies, and uh, this is probably my favorite hobby uh, that I've ever had before. I don't metal detect as much as I would actually like to, but I still love learning about metal detecting. And I still love, you know, watching YouTube videos about people metal detecting. It's very interesting, and, and, and I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to start right now because we have a pretty jam-packed amount of things I want to talk about. And uh, hopefully 15 minutes is long enough. So here we go. Let's talk about part one, which is my personal interest in metal detecting. Basically, where I grew up, I grew up in Long Island, New York, a little town called Southhold. And uh, it was a country town. My grandparents owned a... Uh, five-acre farm across the street where they basically raised chickens, had like uh, two different, I think, uh, two-story chicken coops, and that was their main source of income. But it was an old, old, old farm. In fact, before it was actually a farm, I learned before my father passed away, I talked to him, and he said it used to be like an old resort uh, from the 1800s, and it had like tennis courts, and they actually had a carriage station, which explains why I find like these blue, old blue broken bottles uh, in the fields, I only found ever found one complete bottle, which I still have, and uh, that was for the horse medicine, the veterinarian who maintained the horses. So this was an, actually a ritzy titsy uh, summer home, if you will, or getaway uh, before uh, my grandparents bought it and turned it into a farm. So in fact, uh, the house itself, the farmhouse, was two stories high, and I actually learned it used to be three. And uh, my grandfather took the third story off; he didn't need it, didn't want to heat it. So he uh, just ripped it off. I've always thought that was kind of neat because I always thought it was just a two-story house. But So what really got me interested in metal detecting was I was about six or seven, and uh, my grandmother was watching me because my mother, my father, and my brother were out doing errands and running chores. It was twilight time, about you know dusk, you know maybe five between 5 and 7 o'clock at night. The sun was going down. The light was fading, and uh, we had a garage where we had like these three – it was a dual car garage. We had like three big round like telephone posts that were maybe four foot tall and they were chopped off and they were in the ground, to, you know, obviously to keep the vehicles from crashing into the garage. And I went up to one of the posts and I'm digging at the bottom where there was some rot. All of a sudden, I see something round sitting by the post on the ground. And my first thought is, okay, it's, it's an old quarter or it's just, you know, a piece of, you know, a slug from maybe an electrical panel, nothing special. But lo and behold, I picked it up. It was a 1900 uh, Liberty Nickel, which I still have to this day, by the way, from the 1900s. And I was so excited. I went to my grandmother, and my grandmother couldn't believe what I found. And then, and this is a true story. I can't make this up. Uh, my brother stole my thunder a little bit because um, he's older, four years older. And he comes home with my mother and my father over to my grandparents' house and to pick me up. And I'm telling my grandpa- uh, I'm telling my parents about how I found this really neat coin. And I had never seen, you know, any foreign coin or, or local coin. I've never seen anything other than the coin that was out at the time. And uh, basically, my brother was just messing around you know, off by himself. He usually kept to himself. He was walking around the dirt uh, driveway that went entirely around the back of the, uh, of the farmhouse. And uh, he looks down, and he finds an 1898 uh, Indian head penny. Same day. Then two hours, we found two coins. 
and they were surface finds. And in the world of metal detecting, surface find is just that, something you find really close to the surface, if not on the surface. You look down, you see a nickel, you pick it up. Hey, congratulations, you found a surface find. So him and I both found a surface find within two hours, and that was amazing. And that was kind of the beginning of my interest in metal detecting in general. The next thing that happened was I had a friend of mine. He was an older guy. I was probably about 10 or 12, and he was probably 18, 20. But he was, he was a friend of the family, and he had a metal detector. And I told him I found these two coins, and I showed him. Or I found one coin. My brother found the other. And I showed him, and we metal detected just the driveway. We didn't even get like too extensive with it. We just did the dirt driveway around the back. And we did find some old coins. They were clad. They weren't nothing special, but they were older. And I think, you know, we just messed around back there. I think if we were to ever, if anyone was ever to really metal detect that area, they might be surprised at what they find. So that got me, you know, really into it. Like there's this machine that will allow you to find things in the ground. And that to me was just amazing. You know, it's, it still is amazing to me. It's like, then again, I'm like, ooh, TV, it's amazing. I think everything's amazing. If it's not really simple, like a, a, a horse and a cart with a round wheel, I think it's amazing because, I don't know, just it never ceases to amaze me what technology can do. So that's what really got me interested was was the old history and, uh, and, and the fields and such and the finds you could find up in uh, South Hole, Long Island, New York. Now for part two is going to be, I'm going to be talking about uh, the gear and uh, what you might need or what you might not. And uh, the first thing I want to do, and I put this at the top of my list, by the way. The first thing you want to do is you want to buy the appropriate detector and gear for your area and your situation and your hunting skills. Because you don't need a waterproof detector if you're in the middle of the country and you're detecting in the woods and fields. You don't need you know, a waterproof detector. You might need some boots or some rugged, you know, you might need some rugged cutting tools and things like that, but you don't need a waterproof detector. So um, really you have to figure out um, what your situation is and buy appropriate for that. Uh, me personally, I live in Florida, so, and there's a lot of beaches and I decided that if I'm going to metal detect, I want a fully waterproof metal detector because I mean, Florida is a peninsula, you know I mean? Where there's water on three sides of us. So, it makes sense to me. Uh, that's the route I went. And I do detect the beaches a lot. Because around here, there's not really a lot of farms that I can detect. Not like where I lived in Long Island, New York, where it was a small town. Everybody knew everybody. You know, it was a little different. So my very first metal detector I ever bought was a Mine Lab Equinox 600. And it bought, I bought it for six ninety nine. And that's a great detector. I mean, it was such a good detector that I hardly ever used it because it was a little t- more advanced for me and my needs. Again, buy the detector that you need for your needs. If you're just starting out, if, this, if you just want something to have fun with on the weekends, just go ahead and buy yourself a good metal detector, which is the next one I'm going to talk to you about. You know, you don't need to spend $1,000. You can. You can easily spend more than that. But, uh, you know, you have to decide what you want. If you're looking to upgrade, then, yeah, maybe at Equinox 600 or 800. That might be right up your alley. But I went right out the bat, bought one because I'm like, well, this is, you know, the best. And it is. It's really it's one of the best. And it's so good that I never used it because it was a little complicated for me. Now, the next detector I bought that I currently use is the Nocta Macro Simplex Plus. I bought this for two ninety nine, and I believe at the time that I bought my previous metal detector, detector, the Equinox six hundred. I do not believe that the Simplex Plus was actually out yet. I don't remember it being on on you know being out there. I think I would have. 
So I said, okay, you know, I went ahead and uh, I bought that. And honestly, it's once again, it is waterproof up to 10 feet and it's got some rave reviews. It, it really performs well and it was only spent $299. I would say if you're looking to get started and but you want a good detector, uh, to go with the Simplex Plus and you won't go wrong because it's rugged, it's durable, it's got a lot of great features and it's only $299. I mean, you can go cheaper than that, but now you're then you're starting to get into really like, you know, more toys, I guess. I'm not trying to you know, be that guy. <laughs> I'm really not. Just get out there and metal detect. That's what matters. But, you know, you want something that that you can have fun with and you're not going to be frustrated using. So I would definitely suggest the Simplex Plus. It's very easy to use. Uh, you could you can learn to use it in five minutes. I literally did off of a YouTube video and five minutes later I was detecting. So it's very easy. Another piece of gear I would suggest is a pinpointer. That is basically a small metal detector that looks like, um, you know, those uh, those candle lighters, you know, the long or barbecue lighters. You know, you got the clicker down the bottom, and, you know, it's, it's long, and then the flame comes out the top. Candle lighter, that is basically what it looks like, and uh, it does not set things on fire, though. It um, What it does is it, it pinpoints, as the name says, uh, the metal. Um, so if you go and you're covering a big area, and you, big up, you dig up a big scoop of dirt, and you want to get exactly where, you want to know exactly where the item is, uh, you get out your pinpoint, and you kind of poke through the dirt, the minute you get on top of it, it beep, 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 it beeps. You can set the sensitivity. It's just a way of honing in. You don't need to use it. Some people don't. I like using a pinpointer. It just makes life a little easier for me. And um, I got the uh, the Nocta um, Pulse Dive because it actually um, syncs up with my um, Simplex, and I could hear the beeping in my headset, and that was $100, $99. So no big deal there. Um, some other things you might want. Uh, you're going to need a finds bag, uh, which is just that. It's a finds bag. Um no matter what you dig up, trash or treasure, probably a lot of trash, uh, you throw it out, you take it with you. So you're going to need some place to put that. And then you're going to need a good digger, hand tool, or, you know, long handled if you're, you know, in a field, a friend's property, um, whatever. Long handle's not bad. I usually use this as a hand digger. And then um, you're going to need a good sand scoop if you're going to be working, you know, by a lake or on a beach, which I do a lot. You want a good scoop that you can, you know, you don't have to worry about digging and you know, just it's not it's a lot easier it's like a colander just shake it and the stuff comes out so you know and then you can find whatever you need in there and uh, a lot of times we don't even need the pinpointer because it's just in the bottom you're like oh there's a quarter so it works pretty good all right uh, part three is going to be about uh, the rules and ethics basically i'm going to break this down real quick and the, these all are self-explanatory which is why i'm not gonna spend a lot of time on them because if you can't figure out, you know, literally by what it says, then, you know, do your own research then. But this is pretty simple. You have to know where you can detect. Can uh, you detect in this park? Research it. Google it. You got to follow any and all laws. Can you or can you not detect? Or can, like, example, where I live, I'm allowed to detect in parks, but I have to use hand tools. I can't use long-handled shovels. So that's why I use a hand tool a lot. So but that's one of the laws, and I follow it no problem. Uh, respect private property. That's self-explanatory. Pack out what you pack in and t- take all found trash. Literally, you know, don't leave crap behind. Don't leave a Dunkin' Donuts cup on the beach. Don't be a litter bug. Take any trash you find. And even if you happen to be walking and you see a piece of trash on the ground, pick it up. Be that person. Be the good. Be the better person. Be the one that cleans up the beach. Leave everything as you found it. And that includes and means filling your holes. And basically, that's, you know, self-explanatory. Um. I have seen uh, metal detectors before who will uh, leave holes in the ground and just make a mess of things. And 
you know, it's never fair to anyone. And at least it looks, it makes it look bad on the other guy, metal detector come behind you. For example, if somebody sees, if a homeowner sees people leaving holes in their yard, they're not going to let anybody else come in and dig it because, well, everybody leaves holes. No, I don't. That was just that clown. I actually take care of it. I, you know, the property I'm on, I care. Uh, but so, you know, try to make, try to do the good thing, the right thing, and try to leave things as they were found. Um, never harm vegetation. That's true. Unless it's attacking you. Uh, you know, like a little shop of horrors, then, you, you know, you have, I'd probably take a whack at it. But other than that, do not harm vegetation. Don't sit there and say, I'm getting a great signal underneath this beautiful flower bed. Well, then, you know, that signal is going to have to stay there because you're not going to destroy somebody's flower bed. That's just wrong. Uh, report any important finds. Uh, I read on the internet, someone said, oh, yeah, you know, if you find any, um, you know, if you find any artifacts, yeah, that's great. But then again, you know, if you find a handgun buried, you might want to report that because what's it doing there? I don't know. I don't want to know. And last but not least is set an example. And that's what this whole list is about. Try to be the better person. I want to go to somebody's property and I want to leave it be- looking better than when I got there. And I want them to invite me back. Or if I say, can I come back? I want them to be like, absolutely. You are awesome. So... That's it. That's for that part. Like I said, those are all pretty self-explanatory. All this stuff I'm telling you, you can look up online. I'm just giving you a quick rundown because I figured, you know, maybe you'd want to hear about it. You know, maybe you'd want to know uh, from a newbie. I'm still new, a newbie's perspective. And uh, that's what I'm giving you here. And last but not least, um, I'm going to share what I found. Okay. Here's the part where I bust your bubble. I haven't gone out too often, but when I have, I have not found gold or silver or expensive jewelry, or anything like that. Nothing. I have my first find was a pop pop tap, which um, you find a lot of those because they ring up in, in like the good area, but they're not good, so they're really annoying. But the pop tab, I found a matchbox car, found lots of loose change, I found a fishing lure, I found nails, screws, construction stuff like that, wire, and I did find a little junk jewelry in a playground. Which, by the way. A uh, little side note real quick before I got to go. Playgrounds are a great place to find goodies because children are always dropping things. So that is my quick little 15 minutes of uh, metal detecting. I hope you liked it. I hope you liked episode one. I'm looking forward to doing episode two. I'm not sure what it's going to be, but when I do it, I'll know. And you'll know too. Speaking of knowing, I'd also like to know what you thought of this episode. So please hit me up at varietybang at yahoo.com. Again, that is varietybang at yahoo.com. Again, thank you very much for listening and have a great day.